Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. The Torah has a lot of instructions. How do we keep the main thing the main thing? I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Yeshua taught us about the main thing. Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. And the Bible is all about Yeshua, the Messiah. Mm -hmm. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. A big shalom to our listeners in Texas and Panama. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. Red Pill Torah is an outreach of B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. You know, it's hard to avoid discussing politics these days. Everyone has an opinion, including me, and sometimes... We want to be heard when it comes to our political viewpoints. These days, that doesn't seem like a safe topic, though. I've seen that, too. If we're not sure who we're talking to, we could end up in heated debates over issues we can't resolve in that moment. Even Yeshua dealt with politics in his ministry. Hmm. Uh, so, do you mean when Yeshua talked about paying taxes, and he said, render to Caesar what is Caesar's, and render to Elohim what is Elohim's? I didn't think about that one. That's a good example. But I was thinking about the people Yeshua ate with. The religious leaders of the time didn't like the company Yeshua kept. Oh, you're talking about when Yeshua ate with the Republicans and sinners. Yep, that was definitely a political move. Yes, Daddy, but Yeshua ate with publicans, not Republicans. Oh, wow. Did I say Republicans? <laughs> yes, you did. I apologize. I meant to say publicans. Yikes. Hey, don't send me emails about that one, okay? Anyway, I see what you're saying, miss. Um, from a democratic point of view, Yeshua ate with the people considered to be at the bottom of the spectrum. Daddy, you did it again. You said democratic. What? I think you meant demographic point of view. I did it again. Mama, I apologize. Hey, let's move on from this political thing and get to today's topic. Okay. I think it has less to do with politics and more to do with the Torah, God's instructions. It was the Pharisees who criticized Yeshua for eating with publicans and sinners. We find that in Matthew chapter 9. Let's look at a confrontation between Yeshua, some scribes, and some Pharisees in Matthew 23. Now, miss, while our listeners are turning to Matthew 23, tell us, who were these um, scribes and Pharisees? Well, the scribes were people who hand-wrote and recorded the scriptures. Given what they did as a profession, they were very familiar with the details of the Torah and other writings from that time. The word Pharisee is believed to come from an Aramaic word that means separated. They were also especially well-educated when it came to the Torah and other Hebrew writings. In Matthew chapter 23, verses 2 and 3, we learn an important lesson from a Hebrew scholar. Years ago, Dr. Nehemiah Gordon, a Karaite Jewish man and Bible scholar, was reading a copy of Shem Tov's Hebrew Matthew and the translations done by George Howard. Now that book is still widely available to this day. Anyway, Dr. Gordon noticed a mistranslation in verse 3. Let me read verses 2 and 3 for you, 
as they've been translated. They say, the Torah teachers and Purshim, or Pharisees, sit in the seat of Moshe. So whatever they tell you, take care to do it. But don't do what they do, because they talk, but don't act. For years, we learned that Yeshua was holding up the Pharisees as examples for us to follow, even if their hearts weren't right before Elohim. But as it turns out, Yeshua was saying something else. Dr. Gordon noticed that the correct translation should be, whatever he tells you, take care to do. The he refers to Moshe and the Mosaic law. There was an actual seat of Moshe in which Pharisees sat while they were teaching. It wasn't the seat that conveyed authority, although it may look like that to us today. It was Jehovah's endorsement of faithful Moshe that conveyed the authority. Amen. A doctrine built on obeying what the Pharisee says is not what Yeshua said at all. That's why it is vital that we, as believers in the Elohim of Israel, seek to understand what the Bible says from the perspective of the Hebrew language, culture, and context. In Matthew chapter 23, Yeshua continued to challenge and condemn the intent and practices of the scribes and Pharisees. In verse 23, Yeshua made a striking statement. He said, Woe to you, hypocritical Torah teachers and Pershim! You pay your tithes of mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the weightier matters of the Torah, justice, mercy, faith. These are the things you should have attended to, without neglecting the others. So Mama, there's a few key messages in this verse. One thing we see is that not all the instructions in the Torah are given the same weight. Some instructions are more important or foundational according to Yeshua. As a kingdom of priests, it is our job to learn and teach others how to discern the weightier matters in the Torah. While some instructions carry more weight, Yeshua still affirmed the need to follow the less weighty instructions. In this example, bringing the tithe was mentioned as an instruction that was less weighty than the other instructions Yeshua mentioned. Still, Yeshua affirmed the practice of bringing the tithe. The weightier instructions that Yeshua mentioned are listed in the King James Bible as judgment, mercy, and faith. Now, in the complete Jewish Bible, which we often read from, they are listed as justice, mercy, and faith. We looked at the Hebrew text in Shem Tov's Hebrew Matthew. It says, HaChesed VeHaEmet VeHaEmunah. Those translate into kindness or mercy, truth, and faith. So let's use the order in the King James Bible and talk about each of these weightier matters. The King James lists judgment as the first of the weightier matters. The Greek Matthew uses the word krisis which means judgment or decision. When we compare judgment to justice in the complete Jewish Bible and truth from the Hebrew text, we get a pretty clear picture. The weightier matter is to judge every situation based on the instructions found in the Torah. Amen. Elohim's Torah is truth, the standard by which we use judgment to establish justice. Even though each Bible uses different words, the point is clear. We need to do the right thing in the eyes of Jehovah. That is a weighty matter. The next weighty matter listed in Matthew 23 is mercy. Mercy means being spared from the negative consequences that we deserve. So uh, we started with judgment. 
arriving at the right decision in Elohim's sight? Mm -hmm. And what if in Elohim's sight we're guilty? Isn't that a question that we all have to face at some point? In Psalms chapter 51, King David fully acknowledged his state while repenting before Jehovah. In Psalm 51 verse 5, he said, True, I was born guilty. I was a sinner from the moment my mother conceived me. Galatians chapter 3 verse 22 says it a different way. It says, The scriptures conclude everything under sin, so that what has been promised might be given, on the basis of Yeshua, the Messiah's trusting faithfulness, to those who continue to be trustingly faithful. So we position ourselves to receive Elohim's mercy by submitting to His justice, His righteous judgment over every situation, which is truth. So, Mama, only by submitting to His judgment can we receive His mercy. For years, when I read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 and 2, which talked about having enough faith to move mountains, I understood that that to be a, a mental exercise. If I believed God for something really hard and didn't doubt, He would give it to me. The Hebraic understanding of imuna or faith, is different. From a Hebrew perspective, faith means acting with a firm resolve. Faith is something that must be demonstrated or seen. It is much more than a mental exercise. Mm -hmm. Observers can't look at someone sitting there believing something and discern what exactly that person is believing. James chapter 1 verse 5 through 8 contrasts a person asking in faith with a double-minded person. It says, Now if any of you lack wisdom or a genuine relationship with Abba Father, let him ask Elohim who gives all generously and without reproach and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith. Let him do something to show that he's serious and keep doing it, not doubting. For a doubter is like a wave in the sea being tossed and driven by the wind. Indeed, that person should not think that he should receive anything from Elohim because he is double-minded, unstable in all his ways. Exodus 34 verses 6 and 7 is a well-known scripture. In it, we read the 13 attributes of Elohim, as listed by Elohim himself. Now, as I read it, listen for the three weightier matters that Yeshua mentioned, judgment, mercy, and faith. Now, starting at verse 6, it says, Yehovah passed before Moshe and proclaimed, Yehovah, Yehovah Elohim, merciful and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in grace and truth showing mercy to the thousandth generation, forgiving offenses, crimes, and sins, yet not exonerating the guilty. Now, that means judgment, so don't miss that part. I'll keep reading. It says, But causing the negative effects of the parents' offenses to be experienced by their children and grandchildren, and even by the third and fourth generations. When Yeshua rebuked the scribes and the Pharisees, he was telling them that they need to be more like Jehovah. As believers in the Elohim of Israel, that's our goal as well, to imitate our Heavenly Father. Yeshua is our example. He showed us the way, but He didn't live right so that we wouldn't have to. We still have to live right, which means obeying the Torah, God's instructions. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill 
and live by your own hand-picked standards of righteousness like the scribes and Pharisees did? Or would you take the red pill and observe the weightier matters of the Torah without leaving out the other instructions like tithing undone? Only you can answer that question. None of us is qualified to determine what instructions to ignore. We need the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to teach us from the word of Elohim how to observe and do all that he requires of us. 2 Timothy 2.15 puts it a different way. It says, Do all you can to present yourself to Elohim as someone worthy of his approval, as a worker with no need to be ashamed, because he deals straightforwardly with the word of the truth. Well, that's all we have time for today. Read over the scriptures we shared and tell a friend about Red Pill Torah. Thanks for listening to Red Pill Torah where you can handle the truth.